Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Stephen Munich. Stephen is a life coach that helps other people to become the best version of themselves, overcome obstacles, achieve their goals in life. In this episode, we talk about how Steve became a life coach. We also talk about the importance of reading, doing what you love, mindset, comfort zones, growth, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. Possibility, 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 Tune in. Stuart, it's uh, great to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? Yeah, really good, thanks. Great to be on. Oh, good, good. It's great to have you on the podcast. And um, I just kind of thought I'd start off by kind of asking you how you kind of got into coaching. So, you know, you're a life coach and you help people achieve their goals. And, you know, how did you kind of get into like personal development and this kind of thing? Yeah, um, it's been something that I've been quite passionate about for a few years now. Um, I've been passionate about kind of improving myself. Um, self-improvement over the last ever since I started working really so about seven years um, before that I also liked it but it kind of ramped up seven years ago reading like a lot of books on it doing online courses and all that and there's only more recently in recent years where I discovered that it's all kind of linked to mindset and I looked around me and I saw like my friends and colleagues at work um, just didn't have that right kind of mindset and and could really use the concept that I'd learned over the years and, and have somebody help guide them through that. And that's how I then started thinking, oh, maybe I should gain coaching and actually help people um, develop this mindset. And um, you can actually kind of make quite a lot of improvements with, with, with the right tools, as long as you have them at your disposal, you know about them. And that's what really got me started, just wanting to share, like, it's not really a secret, but you know, what I learned with other people. 
Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that's a really good point that, you know, a lot of coaching, you know, kind of does come down to mindset and, you know, to have that kind of mindset as a person, um, you know, where you know yourself and, you know, your kind of values and your emotions and, you know, like your kind of thoughts are kind of all aligned, you know, like with your self-image and, you know, what you're doing. And I think like, in life it does you know a lot of it does come down to mindset doesn't it and if you can you know you have your own mindset and you you realize how you can help people kind of you know uh attain that mindset as well yeah exactly and i spend quite a lot of time reading like i read quite a lot of books um so i also thought you know other people don't may not enjoy putting in the work so if i can um you know help somebody just on a phone call with just a few pointers um, and, and summarize what I'd learned in like a whole book or multiple books for them, then it really just saves a lot of time as well. Yeah, that's it. And I think, you know, reading is a really great way to kind of, uh, you know, develop yourself as well, isn't it? You know, to read, you know, the right, the right books and take the right content from things and apply that to your life and, you know, be able to share that with other people and help them in different areas as well. Yeah, exactly. I, I love reading. Yeah, no, reading's great. Do you have any um, favourite books at all? Like, you know, do you, like, you know, four or five or three different books that you have? Yeah, um, so I, I read a lot of non-fiction. So in terms of kind of the best non-fiction books I've read over the last few years is um, one guy, one called Never Split the Difference. And it's mm. by a guy called Chris Voss. And he used to be an FBI negotiator. Oh, wow. And the book's all about... Um, negotiating so it could be anything he says it's such an important skill to have in life mm. either you're negotiating with like your children about going to bed on time or you're negotiating with your boss about you know getting a raise or even just you know with your family about or friends about where to eat so he kind of says like this is just a skill that everybody needs to have and actually the, the concepts in there they're based a lot around psychology and it's quite mm. quite a powerful book i recommend anybody reads that read that book yeah yeah no awesome i'll definitely have to check it out yeah, and then um, one book that had like a huge impact on me. Uh, it's quite a cliche, really, but it's the Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. Mm. Um, but it really did kind of open up my mind to a different way of looking at things, and it's kind of what got me started on on the whole journey. And to be honest, what what got me to where where I am today. So whilst a lot of it can be taken with a pinch of salt, especially the first time you read it, um, I think once if you let it shift your mindset. That there's a different way of doing things that's like valuable enough in there mm. yeah no definitely i i've got the four-hour work week as well and I, I have looked over bits of it i need to you know read the rest of it but i think like there's a lot to be taken from that book and you know you can apply it to your life and i think it kind of is like talks about you know working smarter and breaking things down and your, you know your time and using it effectively isn't it and uh i think like people in life kind of get that whole kind of thing mixed up with their work and their time and you know uh the amount of work they have to put in to get you know a certain kind of uh financial outcome isn't it i think there's a lot to kind of be learned in that area yeah exactly um, it's a great starter book so i'd recommend it to anyone and i'd recommend his podcast um as well and, yeah. and his blog he's quite good yeah he um he uh he made a book i think it's called tools for titans and i think yeah. he he uh i haven't got it but he made that i think from his podcast i think he kind of compiled 
a lot of data and content from his podcast, and I think he turned it into a book. I think that's the book he, yeah. he made from yeah, it. That one, Tools of Titans, and there's Tribe of Mentors. Um, I've got both yeah. of those as well. They're really good because, yeah, it's just um, a person, and it's like three or four pages per person. So you can kind of go through it and he categorizes it in like business, sports, health. So you can just kind of look through it. It's quite a nice like coffee table book to just leaf mm. through every now and again. Yeah, no, no exactly. Is, is that is that all the books that you, you think of? Um, or? No. If I, um, one non-fiction, uh, sorry, one fiction book that I've really, or it's a trilogy actually I've really enjoyed recently is the, the Mephos trilogy from Stephen Fry. Uh, right, it's all yeah. about Greek mythology and there's three books in there and I highly recommend um, the audible version of those because Stephen Fry himself narrates them which is always quite nice so if you're into wanting to find out about you know how Greek mythology works and Zeus and all the Greek gods and Troy and all of that um, that's really good trilogy that information Stephen Fry is really good at making it accessible which is quite cool yeah no that's awesome and I think it's always good to have that you know that variety of different books because i think it kind of it, you know it kind of ensures that you don't get bored of reading the same books and i think it's good to you know you see different um how different writers write if that makes sense like how they put put it across because i've been reading um the third door recently and you see you know how the person structures the book and their kind of flavor on the book you know how they're writing it um it's interesting you know to learn about different things as well isn't it yeah exactly um that's why i, I like mixing um fiction non-fiction or do i do weigh it more towards the non-fiction for the learning but i do love just what you can learn even from a fictional book as well mm. yeah no exactly and uh you know like with the whole kind of lockdown and this kind of part you know the kind of time that we're we are in i think you know it's a crucial time where you know we have a lot more time on our hands and you know why not develop yourself in that, in that time as well and um i see as well like, on your profile that you have you know experience in like the military like is it the the army reserves yeah so both um i was in the army reserves for three years um, and then i left for a bit and now i'm in the raf reserves nice that's yeah, great enough um, sorry. sorry yeah it's really good um just something to do on the side, um, giving back as well and serving. And I think it's good to in instill a bit of discipline um, in you and the kind of, although sometimes it can be a bit annoying, you know, marching around and how to do all that. It's also just, it's good to experience something a bit different, something a bit more difficult and put you out of your comfort zone because um, it really helps you just grow generally. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of marching. Um, round, but I understand that, you know, just learning those skills, being stretched, um, can be good as well as all the other things that you learn in, in the military it's not just about marching yeah no exactly and uh i can definitely relate to that because i i, think I mentioned I, I did public services with um college for three years and i i was um gonna join the military you know the army so i did like a lot of um pre-selection courses look at life courses and i remember i did one with the the rifles you know the infantry yeah and they they have a different march to other regiments, I think. And I remember they have like a faster march mm. and it's completely different. And yeah, like like you said, those kind of things do seem boring at the time, but I think there was a lot of discipline instilled, you know, with the marching, 
with a lot of the things you do within the military, isn't there? There's a lot of teamwork, you know, discipline, uh, camaraderie, and you know, many other aspects. You know, especially with fitness as well. You're you're thrown out, you're completely out of your comfort zone into scenarios that you know you wouldn't encounter in other situations. So you're you're you know you you're growing in all these different areas, aren't you? Stretching yourself. Yeah, exactly. And it's great for leadership as well, and just different kind of stress. Uh, one that you really don't experience in the workplace because um, you know even when you're just doing an exercise and simulating battle and uh, you've got all this stuff going on around you you have to make decisions and then your mate gets injured and you have to like carry them and it's just a completely different way of looking at stuff and then when you go back to your kind of normal desk job it's just it seems a lot easier <laughs> yeah yeah and it's good to have that you know that perspective isn't it because you see things from two different angles and you know other perspectives where you know and i think it, as well it, it allows you to be able to tune into yourself and to really like trust yourself and have that that confidence and that discipline to deal with uh you know many other aspects of life and i think there's a lot of transferable interpersonal skills you know to be to, to be taken from from that isn't there as well yeah definitely a lot of skills i've learned um and, and kept with me and have done me well in life have i've picked up just through being in the military mm. even just part-time yeah no exactly and uh like i remember when i when i did tra- you know training and courses with them like i remember even when i walk now you know i'm kind of marching it's kind of drilled into me you know when you walk like your arms go left <laughs> left to right it's um but no it, i think you know like it's so important that we push ourselves and push out of a comfort zone and do you know things that make us uncomfortable you know so that we grow and then we can, you know, use those experiences to, you know, to help other people, you know, some way. And I think it's great that, you know, you do that, you know, with your coaching as well. Yeah, exactly. I think growth really, really happens when you're, when you're being stretched and going a bit out of your comfort zone. Mm. Um, otherwise, you're just, you're doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, no, exactly. And would you say that um, you have any role models or like mentors that you like look up to, whether that's like professionally or personally? Yeah, there's um, in terms of because also being an entrepreneur in terms of business, there's a guy called Daniel Priestley, um, and I really like the way he um, structures businesses and his ethos around how to run a business. Um, and if anybody who wants to be an entrepreneur, I'd definitely say check out his books. Um, so he's a guy, and there's another guy called Ryan Holiday. He writes a lot of books as well, but I look up to him because he's um, like a modern day philosopher and he's really big on making stoicism as a philosophy um, accessible to people. And it's what got me mm. into, the, into that way of thinking. So in terms of stoic philosophy, it's more of an action-based one rather than a discussion one. And it's about kind of only focusing on things you can control rather than things that are outside of your control. And that really makes such a huge difference when you start using it. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that is something that's definitely key in, you know, this whole kind of current situation that we're in, because I think like human beings crave and we, you know, we're kind of wired to crave, you know, for certainty, we like to know what's happening tomorrow and how things are going to be. And, you know, we're kind of living through a time of uncertainty, aren't we? So like you said, I think it's, you know, important that we focus on the things that we can control. Yeah, exactly. And, he, and he, they tell you to put stuff in perspective as well, because um, everything you can look at from different lenses. 
So you could say, you know, currently um, is the worst time to be alive because, you know, we are in this pandemic um, and there's a lot of stuff going on. But you could also look at look at the exact same thing and say it's the best time to be alive. Like whilst we do have a pandemic, you know, um, it's much better to be alive now than it was 20 years ago or 30 years ago in terms of mm. um, how healthy we are, how how wealthy we are, how educated we are, how much freedom we have in the world. So there's those different ways of looking at things um, mm. and those different lenses. So you can always just if you try and look at your situation from a different lens and try and see the positive. So it's about turning all obstacles into opportunities. So there's always, even if it seems like something's not very nice at the minute, there's always something there that's actually positive out of it. Yeah, no, I think they're really good points. And there's definitely a silver lining to the whole situation. I said that a few times. And like you said, you know, it's uh, looking at the things you can control, isn't it? And we are very fortunate to have the internet and social media and, you know, these come, you know, with our mobile phones and, you know, the things that we can do and the things that we can create with this technology, uh, like, you know, YouTube and, you know, we could learn something in this time. We could learn a new language, do podcasts. So like you said, it's quite a good time. You know, it's pretty amazing time to be alive really, you know, regardless of, like I said, you know, things that are happening. Because, you know, like I said, 20, 30 years ago, you know, the technology wasn't where it is today. And if this happened at that time, I think there'd probably be a lot more sh- stress as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, would you say that, have you always kind of like, did you ever think that you would kind of fall into coaching? Did you, is there anything else that you kind of wanted to be or do um, in, in the past? Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think I set out ever to to become a coach, um, and it, I still have difficulties kind of saying to people that I do kind of life coaching because it immediately brings up those cliches in your head, um, mm. which which some people find negative. But it just kind of fell into it. It just it just seemed it, I was the person that my friends were always coming to for advice. I was the person who was always kind of helping people out and being like the voice of reason and and helping people through the opportunities and stuff so it just I kind of dropped into it and it it was a very natural shift for me and also from doing kind of mentoring as well in the past um, and doing some coaching in in other parts like um, in sports Mm. and stuff so it it kind of I grew into it um, which is really good but I definitely didn't set out from the start to be a to be a life coach yeah no I think that's great that you've done that and you've kind of gone into these areas and tried things out and I think like you said a lot of the time people don't realize that they are coaching you know a lot of people sometimes are just doing it naturally they're just kind of doing that and you know they don't know they're actually kind of doing it if that makes sense it just kind of comes natural to some people yeah exactly i think and yeah a lot of people as you said are are coaching and are mentors just naturally and um, they're just not thought about as a career but i think definitely for a lot of people uh, there's something that you're good at or you specialize in you could definitely even if you're not going to do it as a career, uh, formalize it a bit more and just help people because there's always people that need the guidance from somebody. Um, and and if you've got that skill, then you should definitely share it. Yeah, no, no, I definitely agree. And like, would you would you say like you know empathy, the, the importance of empathy, you know, especially you know with kind of current times and you know being a coach to be you know to be able to relate to people and you know help them. 
Yeah, there's um, there's two sides to it. So definitely need um, to have a lot of empathy to be good at listening um, to ask the right questions and to be able to relate to the people that you're coaching. But on the flip side, um, you also need to be somebody that's able to stretch them, to push them and to hold them accountable as well. Because without that, then then there's no growth. And you're also trying to coach mm. people to, to hit a goal. Um, you're not just uh, an ear to, to listen to. Um, people people can, have, can use other means for that. So you need to be able to listen and then allow them to push themselves and, and come to a solution and stretch themselves and then hold them accountable to actually do what they say they're going to do. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good point as well. Like when you're coaching someone to have that empathy, but then you, you're able to kind of leverage that for them to be accountable for what they're doing. Because I think if you're an empath in there's different levels of it, you know, you could just be so focused on that person and their, their stuff, say problem, but you know, their current situation. And if you're so engrossed in that and you so, you know, you, you really kind of engrossed in that you, you need that kind of like, so that leverage to be able to get them account, be accountable and look at the, the next kind of route for them to fix it, I think. And I think that's really key. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, especially for me, I'm, my coaching is really, really, goal orientated so um just firstly helping people get really really clear on their goal um, and then making sure you're just always keeping them on track to hit that goal um and just being there every step of the way and just holding them accountable and when they go of course bringing them back um and just being there also to, to bounce ideas off as well sometimes all you need is something to bounce some ideas off and just once you get certainty that it is something you should do, then you feel more confident about going out and doing it. Mm. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's a really, really good point. And um, like for people out there who, you know, kind of might be going through hard times at the minute and they don't really know, you know, what it is that they want to do. Um, you know, and, you know, they're just trying to figure it out. Like what advice would you give, you know, to people trying to, you know, figure out what it is that they, you know, want to do or, you know, to cope with their mental health at the minute? I'd say um, a big thing that I found um, and that I get most of my clients to do as well is, is some journaling. Um, it doesn't need to be much like just um, especially if you're figuring out what you want to do. There's some key questions you can ask yourself and then just kind of start writing and see what comes of it. Um, one I like is, you know, what does freedom and success mean to you? So you kind of write that down and then you just start writing and see what comes of it. Um, and then you could also kind of write down something like, you know, what are the things, what would you do tomorrow if you, if money and time were like no object, like what would you spend your time doing and just start writing? And then you can even like think back to like, what are the things you enjoyed doing when you were a child or a teenager and just start writing. And you find um, that lots of the answers suddenly appear and they just show up. Um, and then you can kind of reassess that and go, okay, now I've got a bit more information about what I really enjoy doing or, or what does freedom actually mean to me? Because once you, when you say to somebody like, oh, what do you want to do? Oh, I want to be financially free. And you say, okay, well, why do you want to be financially free? And they say, oh, I haven't really put much thought into why. It's just something I want to do. So you, you have to keep going a few layers deeper. And if you're doing that to yourself, just writing um, really helps. And you can just continue on writing and going deeper and deeper and deeper and figuring out why and why and why. And eventually you get to that root of, of what it is you want, want to do. And you can do the same about, um, you know, if you're 
you're struggling and you're unhappy again trying to, to figure out firstly what why you're unhappy but what i prefer to do is to figure out what what would make you happy i don't like to focus on the negative and on that survival instinct i like to focus on on creating and and creating the world that you want to be in and you're creating the life that you want so just writing down you know what does a good life look like to you and then once you once you've clear on what that life looks like then you can start writing down and figuring out okay how do i get there yeah no exactly i think they're they're really good points and i agree with you and i think you know, journaling, making notes and, you know, like having a diary is very good as well because it's very self-reflective and you're able to look at the things that you're doing and kind of have that kind of third-person view, that kind of other perspective on your life and what you're doing. And you can kind of break that down, can't you? And like you said, ask yourself certain questions, you know, ask yourself the things that you want. And I think it's good that you mentioned, like, you know, time, um, you know, money like being no object. You know, what would what would it be that you that you go into? Because I think like it's so important that we look at our lives and what you know how how things make us feel, and you know what resonates with us, isn't it as well? And you know, by having that kind of destination or like I said, kind of knowing what you need to work towards, you can kind of put in those relevant steps, can't you, to get there. Otherwise, if you kind of don't know where you're going, like you said, you're just kind of floating around. Yeah, exactly. And actually, for most people, once you start to flesh it out and think about it more, you realise that it's not too hard to get there. It's not too big a change. Mm. You know, most people just want a bit more time to spend more time with their family, their friends, and maybe pursue a few more hobbies. Um, and, And once you try and start asking the right questions and figuring out why you can't start doing that you know, now you realize that there's not too much that needs to change for, for a lot of people. I mean, it's, it's obviously different for people's situations, but yeah. for most of the people I, I talk to, I end up coaching. They're really not that far away from, I like to do something called the perfect day exercise. Mm. I just say like, write down, what would your perfect day look like and do it like really exact, you know, where are you, who are you waking up with? What are you having for breakfast? Um, you know, what kind of work are you doing? And I make it a perfect work day, not, just like a holiday day where, you know, oh, my perfect day is sipping, sat, sitting on the beach, sipping caipirinhas. <laughs> like something that's, you know, realistic that you'd be happy doing as your kind of job and life for the rest of your life. I may only have four hours of working rather than eight, but it's just something that you're doing. And I find that people, once they've gone really clear on a perfect day and then they start working um, towards their goals and stuff, that perfect day actually ends up showing up really quickly sometimes within months mm. um, because it's, it's not too big a change most people aren't gonna suddenly it's, it's it's not something like really crazy yeah no exactly and i think a lot of the time like in society a lot of people comparing themselves aren't they sometimes to what other people are doing or they they're kind of being told a script of you know how they should live their life or you know like they just kind of get caught into that flow of what everyone else is doing or how, you know, how, however many hours you should be working in a day, like, you know, the eight hours, nine to five kind of like thing. And I think you know, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think if you're not happy in that kind of flow, you need to, you know, change it up. And like you said, it is possible to do that through, you know, being self-aware and really kind of asking yourself those important questions. 
yeah exactly and and most people do want to work as well so mm. even though some people say oh you know i'd love to retire and not do anything after about two days of not doing anything you're like oh, okay i do want to do work you just want to work on something that that's important to you and that's um that you're passionate about and creating value so it's just it's just that challenge to find it isn't it <laughs> Yeah, no, that's exactly. And it reminds me of a conversation I had with my friend today over text. And uh, we're talking about, you know, success and, you know, what what is success, uh, what what success is. And that, you know, it's very personal. It's a very personal thing. Like success to me is going to be different to what success is to you and what success is to someone who owns a company or what success is to a bus driver. You know, these... It's a, I think it's a very big, very personal thing. And I think we're all kind of trying to seek out what it is and what we want to be our, our, our success to be. Like I I said to my friend, okay, you know, you might get a 100 grand car and a house or, you know, a wife or whatever. Like, but after like three years or six years, what, you know, is this, what else is it going to be? You know, are you going to, you know, still be happy and still consider that a success after a certain amount of time. And I think, you know, it's kind of, I, I think, you know, it's different for everyone, but I think it's always important to be, like you said, providing value, as you said, or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And it, it changes for, for people over time as well. Like what success means to me is completely today than it was when I first entered the workforce years and years ago. Um, so it, it's a question that you can ask yourself every every few years um, mm. and, and see what the answer is because it, it will change as, as you change as a person yeah yeah no exactly like do you do you follow gary vaynerchuk at all like gary v do you follow yeah, yeah, I know. he he um i remember he said like on one video he's like I, I, you know I can't. he was like I, I might just you know quit and just go into sports cards and he was like you know he's kind of been on his mind a few times you know he's got business and stuff and it just shows you you can change your mind at any time can't you You can kind of be flexible you might be doing something for 10 or 15 years and then be like hang on a sec i want to go into pottery or music or something like that yeah exactly you don't need to to limit yourself especially nowadays where it's fairly normal and it's a lot more accessible to, to change careers and and to change change what you do it, it's no longer that model where you you choose you choose a career and you, you join a company and you stay there for until you retire really and um, that's just not the case anymore you don't have to do that which is great uh, which again is why you know we're living in one of the best times ever that we've got the possibility to do this so it, it's just about having the courage to just follow your dreams and and take that step and take that risk it is a risk um but you know what's the alternative being unhappy for the next 40 years so it's a risk worth taking yeah no, I think that's a really, really good point, and I, and I totally agree with you. And um, as well, like where to like round up, like where can people find you on uh, social media, your website, your kind of content? Yeah, um, so my uh, my coaching business is called Agoge Project, um, so I've named it Agoge after the ancient Spartan school system, uh, where the cool. Spartans learned how to they learned how to fight, but actually, it's more about um, rhetoric, debate. They learned the laws. They learned arts, dancing, sports, and that's kind of how I like to see things as like a whole rounded person, rounded, not just in education, but also kind of mentally, 
physically um, and healthy as well. So that's why I've named it Agoge Project. And you can find that at agogeproject.com. Um, and on, on Instagram, Facebook, it's just at Agoge Project UK. Uh, and me personally, you can find on Instagram at, at Stuart F. Munich. No, that's awesome. That's awesome, Stuart. And I'll definitely, you know, share your content and I'll put it all in the, in the link for you as well with this. Perfect. Yeah, it's been great. Catch up on you today, Adam. Um, yeah, no, you too. And um, have a good day. Yeah, no, you too. All the best. Take care. Hi, I'd like to say a massive thank you for listening to the podcast. I really hope that you was able to take some positive value away from this episode. I'm also on YouTube at The Positivity Podcast. If you would like, share and comment or subscribe, it would really help my channel to grow. I'm also a certified and accredited life coach that helps people to live a more fulfilling life and to achieve their goals. Any questions, any feedback for my podcast, you can email me at thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com. And any inquiries for life coaching, goal setting or mentoring, please email me also at the same email address, thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com. Now, I hope you have a great day and stay tuned for more episodes. Take care. Hi, I just thought I'd uh, make this announcement that I'm looking for someone to sponsor my podcast. If you would like to sponsor my podcast, um, please email me at thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com. And I'm also looking for, you know, people who want to advertise their content on my podcast as well also. Um, you know, we can talk more about it on a Zoom call or, you know, like a WhatsApp call or something. Um, you know, into the kind of um, deeper side of like, you know, how much it's going to cost and this kind of thing. But I'm looking for people, you know, who have a business or a product or a website or, you know, something that they kind of want to promote. I'm happy to promote that on my podcast and I will do a pre-roll, mid-roll, end-roll. So I'll, you know, talk about what your product is and where people can find it, how much it is and, you know, deals and this kind of thing. So if you have a product or know anyone that has a product that they, you know, want to put out there and they want to gain more traction, please, please, please email me at thepositivepodcast at gmail.com. Um, even if it's an app, you know, you have an app that people are creating, um, a website, a pod, you know, or, or another podcast, uh, please get in touch and let me know and I'll be happy to uh, look into it and promote it on my show. But uh, yeah. You know where to find me at the podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you.